0: How's it going everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host AJ Teal as always to my right my co-host and my dad Noel Teal.
1: You're wearing a magic jersey this morning and you're happy? I am I'm I'm decently happy. Um, I'm
0: not I am not mad or disgruntled or or didn't wake up in a good mood type of way but yes I am repping the magic jersey. I can see you clearly aren't. I can tell a lot of Magic fans across uh, the Twitter spaces and just across the fan base not too happy this morning.
1: Nope. 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 Nope.
0: We have to recap the NBA draft. It was a really, really anticipated one. Had a fantastic time watching it. Not as much craziness as I thought there was going to be. That always seems to happen. The The trades seem to loom and all the rumors you know, spread, but then... Ultimately, you get let down by the lack of moves, but still some surprising players that dropped a little farther than I thought. Cam Whitmore was kind of the story of the draft. I mean, he filled a twenty to the Rockets, and they ended up with you know getting him at twenty. He was in contention for that fourth, fifth pick. You know, uh, the, the, this whole draft process. So really interesting to talk about yeah. him, and we're just kind of kind of break down. Uh, the, the the top 10 picks, the lottery picks, and then go through some steals as well. Um, some picks that we didn't like that we think were we thought were reaches. Um, we'll obviously talk about the Orlando Magic's picks as they had probably the the, the two most interesting off the board picks. You know, they got their guys a little higher on their boards than other, but uh, we will discuss on that. And then uh, there, there was some, some trades uh, before the draft that we need to get to uh, as well. Chris Swarzingis Chris Paul. Um, a lot of NBA news.
1: The 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 one thing I also want to talk about are five players that didn't get drafted that I'm yep. here left. The There's a lot shaking my head. And
0: and you're gonna see them either sign summer league contracts with teams or just sign two way contracts. You know, after yep. they they go undrafted here. And and when you look at the Heat this year, being an undrafted free agent doesn't mean your career is over. So we could see a lot yep. of these these players that we know from obviously their successful college careers. Um, I that thought- they might.
1: I just don't team. understand. I don't understand how you can have an amazing college career, dominate college basketball, and you're not one of the top 60 people picked. When you it's, look at some of the names in the second round and you're like, are you kidding me? It, I mean, it is right pretty now, interesting. Yes. For, it's, it's, it's wild. For Oscar Schwede not to get drafted is the biggest punch in the, you know, what's that I can ever yeah, imagine.
0: It's pretty what wild. Is, I mean, we're, we're talking about a guy
1: who rebounds for two right. years.
0: And broke records, you know, all over the place. Getting, you know, uh, comparisons to to legend, you know, big big legends. And I don't know, it's crazy. Not, you know, basically scouts saying that they don't believe his game will translate over to the NBA. So we will have to see if he can fight to, you know, get a roster spot there. So five of those players. Let's get into it. Let's run it. Let's start with the two trades before the draft that were pretty Mm -hmm. important to talk about. The first one we got was a three-team trade. Uh, that had to do with Kristaps Porzingis going to the Boston Celtics. Uh, this was reported earlier in the day, earlier in the week before the draft, and it was supposed to be a three-team trade that involved Malcolm Brogdon going to the Clippers, uh, Marcus Morris going to the Wizards. You know, what was going to be this what looked like a really nice fleece job from the the Boston Celtics, not giving up a player that didn't quite play for them a lot in the postseason. Was the six man of the year, but. Obviously, is dealing with health injury, you know, injury issues. So to and get him cool. off, right, yeah. to get him off and and not have to give up, you know, they didn't have a pick, so they didn't have to give up a pick and basically just got Chris Ops Porzingis for free. It was almost too good to be true, right? When you looked at the first trade, then you get the yep. alert a couple hours later that the the, the trade had fallen through, Blogden's health issues, you know, just the team's backed out wasn't going to work. The, the, the Celtics were still and the Wizards were still key on on getting this done and por- sending Porzingis to uh, the the Celtics. So here's the 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 new trade that will be finalized. We'll have Porzingis going to the Celtics. They also got two draft picks, one that they made last night, uh, and the, the the Celtics took a big man, I believe, out of Nigeria, who looks like a freakishly crazy, you know, uh, you know, long term prospect that they maybe they can develop as a big there. Um, so they got him, they get Porzingis, who will be there. their, you know, star big now, maybe play the four or five next to Horford to Rob Williams um, and a future first round pick. The The only problem is they had to send Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies, and that's the bigger part of the trade. Grizzlies get Marcus Smart to be the John Morant replacement for the first couple games of that year, and then he will go into maybe a six-man rule, which is really just a, a really good pick for the Grizzlies here in this three-team trade. And then going back yeah. to the Wizards will be Gallinari, Muscala, some some second-round picks, and then Tyus Jones, the Grizzlies will send him to the Wizards. So a nice backup point guard there. So all in all, yeah. really, I really like the trade for all, all, all these teams. Um, I, I really think the Grizzlies getting Marcus Smart is probably the best they could have done to fill in for John Morant while he's gone. And then once John Morant comes back, you could quite possibly play both of them together. You could have Marcus Smart off the bench. You know, it really adds just another piece to to this Grizzlies team that is, you know, still a top team in the West and is trying to stay competitive, even with John Morant, you know, looking to be suspended for the first 25 games of the year.
1: Well, what's interesting is that, you know, literally five minutes after we posted our last uh episode where you were like, Prazingis is gonna go to Portland. Right, yeah, I, I had the I had the Porzingis trade down. It just didn't
0: exactly have where he was going, you know exactly down.
1: It literally came out, I think, two hours after we had posted our our last yeah. episode. Um, listen, I think it's a great trade for Boston, right? I, I I think Porzingis could be one of those, if healthy, could be the missing link, right, to what they're they're dealing with, especially now with Marcus Smart going. I mean, the likelihood is they're going to keep Jalen Brown now, yep. right? So. So if you've got Brown and Tatum with Porzingis, right, you've got some, you've got a lot of versatility still, you know, with uh, Robert, Robert Williams and 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 Horford. So I really like the trade. Marcus Warren is a great player. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the, in the NBA, right? He he, he gives you hundred and ten percent. He's phenomenal on the defensive side, and when you need points, he gets you points, right? So I love the I love the pickup from Memphis, right? The only thing is on this whole trade is. Is Washington going to be able to field a team with players? Right? <laughs> I mean, Washington is your starting yeah. point guard. Whoa. Whoa. We, we have one more trade to talk about. I
0: just want to have one note on Porzingis, and then we'll get to it, where the Washington Wizards yeah. did have a good hold back. But this trade and the Beal trade, and the Beal trade we did get a little more clarity on, there's a lot of pick. Picks, and I mean second round picks involved. I think six, six. and then there's a lot of pick. There's like five pick swaps, so it's a little more than we just thought. A couple second round picks for Bradley Beal, but still not a lot of of you know return there. Not a lot of return in in the Porzingis deal. Now my note for Porzingis, I agree with you. I love the pickup for the Celtics. You know, my thing is that the Celtics need a guy that can still score with having Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum on the team. I look at the Wizards last year; they had three guys that averaged 24 more points. Porzingis 24 a game, Kuzma 24 a game. Even Bradley Beal was at 25 26 a game. So he can Porzingis has shown he can be on a team with other stars and other people that can score. This Celtics offense is going to be absolutely lethal. You know, with yeah. with, with him, they're going to get another free agent um you know that that is going they're, they're going to have to get a point guard. I don't think they're very comfortable in just rocking with, you know, a Derek Brown or a Derek White at right. point guard or, or putting sure. You know, Pritchard there at point guard, he didn't even play last year. They got to sign someone or try to get, you know, some more guard depth. They're going to add shooting. Um, this offense is going to be hard to defend. Adding a, a stretch four like Porzingis, it's, it's going to elevate this team even more. Could even put them over the hump in the east. I like their their odds now. They Especially with Chris Middleton declining his player option in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Them adding Porzingis, that is an extreme step above the Bucks if they are able, you know, if they do lose Middleton.
1: If they could somehow find a way to get Van Fleet, they would, yeah. they would be... You could pencil them in, in the finals. That, that would be yeah.
0: unreal. I don't yeah. think but, have the money anymore, but...
1: But Washington, you know, just a, a little... Uh, put a pin in Washington, right? I mean, this is what the Orlando Magic did, and this is going to be Washington's fate for a while. A yeah. whole bunch of young guys who are going to, like, be fun to watch, cool, like, look at all the cool young college players, and they're going to win, like, 10 games for the next five years. Right, and look at the young
0: player that's going to lead all those guys is the trade they made after where they moved Chris Paul, who they got on the Bradley Beal trade for Jordan pool, send yeah. him to golden state, basically, you know, sending him and a first or sending him to golden state for, for, for Jordan pool and a first round pick or really, you know, it, you know, later in the future, but have mm-hmm. to send that first round pick because I personally didn't realize Jordan pools contract, you know, for Ooh. the next four years, it, it, it is, I didn't know it was that high. I, I totally forgot about yeah, the high that the you know, Warriors max. were, the Warriors were going off their, you know, their, their, their NBA title ring pool. And that's in that, that NBA finals, that whole playoff run, I think average like 23, 24 points a game. He was unbelievable. Yeah. So he deserved the max extension at that time. But fast forward two years later, you know, after the, what we just saw the off season, of, you know, him have, he's not really fit. He doesn't fit in that offense anymore. And, they, they decide to move him. They have to move, you know, his contract off. Obviously, Chris Paul bringing in a contract that is, is quite similar, but obviously his is expiring and not going right. to have to carry it on on the books for a couple more years. And Washington gets a, a player in Jordan pool that quite honestly could average 30 points a game on, on this Washington Wizards team and is probably the favorite for most improved player next year.
1: Yeah, well, I, look, I, I think Jordan Poole needed a new lease on life, and this is the perfect scenario for It's him, a perfect right? scenario. I mean, he's going to be the guy that they build around, right? And number two is there's a floor now with the new collective bargaining agreement, right? Washington had to put some salary on the books, yeah. on the books, right? And so that will help in a great deal. Listen, I think Jordan Poole could be a good player. I, I, I don't think he could build a team around him, but he could certainly be a great, you know, number two guy if they could find, you know, either steals in the, in the draft or, or build, you know, in free agency with all the money they have. I think they've got like 60 million in cap. Room. They've got a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But what do, you, but I have a question for you. Does hmm. does CP three get bought out or is CP three playing golden state?
0: I, I've heard both. I, I've heard both rumors. Is not a, exactly a buyout, but traded for other assets, or does he just roll in as a off the bench runs the second unit when Curry you know, needs uh Drake or, or does he play the one and, and Curry plays the two and they go with that kind of backcourt and they just ask Chris Paul to just be that pass first run the offense guy. I don't know. I don't exactly love the trade for Chris Paul no. for the Warriors. I, I don't think I think uh, there's a lot of overreaction of I don't you know, people are saying that you don't know what's going to happen with Chris Paul and Steph Curry on the same team. I, I think you saw a lot we, we can't just see what we saw from Chris Paul in this postseason and then say he's going to you know, be great on, on Golden State and be a great fit there. He wasn't good in the playoffs. No. He wasn't and good at all.
1: And he's 38 he's thir- and breaking down all the
0: time. He, he, he was 38. He's 38. He's breaking down. Uh, injury has been a problem. You can visibly see offensively. It's just not the same play style, no. you know, for Chris Paul. He's already a defensive liability, and you already right. have Steph Curry and Chloe Thompson who are at right. best, you know, average defensive guards. So right. I don't think it's that great of a trade. I I think what makes it even worse is that they had to give up Jordan Poole. I thought even with Jordan Poole's contract, I thought he could still fetch some decent return, you know, not just picks, but maybe a quality player in return. And and the best that they went with was Chris Paul. I think they could have done better, but I don't hate it. I think that getting, you know, a a guy like Chris Paul will help, you know, in that veteran presence, they still have work to do to get some wings and some big men. So they have a team to build around. So if they can do that and have Chris Paul as, as a, you know, kind of unique piece in that, in that, that, that backcourt, then I, I think it'll grow on me a little more. But the Wizards,
1: yeah,
0: I, getting, I, a guy, getting a guy like Jordan Poole, who we know can score and is going to thrive on a team where he's the first option, great yeah, move for, for the Wizards to, to yeah, get in. Yeah.
1: No, for a I guy that was on their team for, for a day. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. it. No, and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Washington had to do it. Washington had to do. Washington had to blow that thing up, right? They weren't going anywhere. So you know, hey, reset. The GM seems to have a really good handle on what he wants to do, and he's he's making deals, right? And yep. so you know, give him kudos for that. I still think that the the best part of all this is Porzingis going to Boston.
0: Yep, I I, I agree. I think I I think the Boston Celtics uh, win the the pre you know draft trades, um, and then we yep. got to draft night. So this is coming yep. to you morning after draft night. We have. Um, a lot of breakdown for him. this was a really uh, this was a draft I was really looking forward to. You know, being a Magic fan, having two picks. You know, we've known this for a long time now. A deep draft. This was one I was looking forward to. But we need to get into uh, the draft and break it down. Here we will start at the number one spot where Victor Wembanyama became a San Antonio Spur. He was selected. It was a uh, I can't
1: very easy. He was taking pick, number one
0: easy pick. Very pick that you've been seeing for almost two years now as as he (laughs) has been a a crazy prospect
1: the only thing that pissed me off is it took him all five minutes to make the pick like come on dude like that should have been like that would have been really funny if adam silver said and i'm opening up the draft and then all of a sudden guy comes running out with the card like that would have been funny
0: yeah That, that, that would have been funny. Or if they announced, you know, Scoot Henderson or or someone else.
1: Victor Wembayama is so impressive. Like when he speaks like this kid is 19. He he sounds like it's, it reminds me of LeBron, right? Like when LeBron came out, he was a man among boys and was ready to play in the NBA. This kid is ready to play in the NBA and he is so damn tall. Like, yeah, he's he's, look, this uh,
0: is all anyone wants to talk about with a prospect this glamorous and and you know this big of a uh what if type of player everyone wants to focus on the negative the bust the he won't be this good he can never live up to the height I, I just don't get how you don't look at this guy and say we're about to witness the next coming of, of one of the greatest players I mean okay. I, I really do believe that I, I I think you're gonna see a guy slowly take over this league he goes to a team in the Spurs who it, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a slow start the Spurs sure. won't be good for a couple mm-hmm. years, but he's going to attract either, you know, wh- whether it's him attracting a player, whether it's just the Spurs in general, that's a that's a pretty decent market to, you know, players can go there, they, they know the history yeah. of that organization, someone's going to co- go, you know, some teams are going to migrate there, they're going to make moves to build around him because they're going to see early on that this guy is a once in a lifetime player. And I think yep. you see that Spurs team strictly because of him make a, you know, somewhat of a quick turnaround because he is going to take that team, you know, to the top very quick. And it's let's not forget, te-
1: and let's forget, Texas is a no uh, state tax place. So, you know, the, yep. the players who get to play there keep more money. I, this team is going to turn around very quickly. There will be plenty of people lining up that want to play with him. He he just yeah. looks like he's going to be phenomenal.
0: He's going to be amazing. Uh, I, I can't wait to watch him. I hope he plays in summer League. I know he's been back and forth on that. but. He is going to be awesome. Number two, uh, the back and forth between Scoot Anderson, and Brandon Miller. Uh, it was it was a lot of roller coaster up and down with the odds. Um, at the end of the day, right before the draft started, the odds kind of smoothened out, and and it was a little mm-hmm. bit of a of a toss up. But Scoot uh, Brandon Miller is the pick at number two. The Hornets are trusting in Lamelo and their their guards right now, and they went with a wing in Brandon Miller. Uh, Brandon Miller, I think. Was really or or he really impressed Michael Jordan? You know, Michael Jordan had had just sold the Hornets, but he still was the G, was the GM for this draft and had or, or the owner of this draft and had a lot of you know to say with that number two pick. And I think Brandon Miller came into that workout and really impressed him and showed him that this guy you know is is just at his size and his shooting ability. You know, with him and him and Lamella Ball could really become a scary duo. They are just microwave scorers, you know, they, they yeah. can put up points in a hurry. So this is, this is really good to get a wing, you know, good two way, you know, player could really be it as all-star, you know, small forward potential. It, yeah. it was, it was the pick because they needed the fit at, at wing.
1: a hundred percent. So I like it with the Hornets. When we did our mock draft, I had Brandon Miller going to the Hornets cause I just couldn't see Henderson and, and LaMelo coexisting right yesterday or two days ago when we did the, uh, kind of update i kind of flipped and said i think they're going to take scoot just because of all the the, the noise that was around it right right with, with still some concerns about brandon miller look brandon miller did not play well in the tournament right and, and i think nope. that was always you know considering potentially to hurt his stock plus all the issues with Jalen mills and, and the shooting right the, the problem with, with brandon miller is i love the player right he just has to become a better shooter in the nba right you can't yep. shoot 33 from from three-point land when you are going to be a guy who they're expecting to be putting 25 points up a day so, but I love the fit. I definitely think it's the right pick. A hundred percent. I
0: agree. Uh, three is Scoot Henderson. So the no trailblazers, it, I am I am being totally honest. I thought the trailblazers were going to trade this pick. I, I just had the gut feeling before the draft leading up. Brandon Murray goes to, I, I didn't think Scoot Henderson was in their interest of this is what we want to do right now because Scoot Henderson, I love the pick. I, I think it's going to prove th- them wrong too, because in all honesty, I think that they really wanted to explore, you know, a trade for a veteran and Dame wants a trade for a veteran. He, he wants to speed this process up. He doesn't really want a rookie to play next to him or, or behind him even in that front court. But I think this is going to prove the Trailblazers wrong um, very soon. I think Scoot Anderson is going to come in here, whether he plays with Dame behind him runs a second unit I don't know what they're gonna do they got a jam-packed guard kind of you know uh, a group there so I don't know what they're gonna do but I think whatever way that they put him with Dame Dame's only gonna elevate his game and he's only gonna elevate Dame's game so I really hope that they're able to play with each other you know this upcoming season and Dame you know can stay there for one more year because Scoot Anderson can be could be really impactful you know for for the Trailblazers day one
1: look I mean if you don't see a young Russell Westbrook in his game, then you're not watching yeah. basketball. Right? It's, I mean, he, it's it's the it's
0: the 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 ceiling comparison, you know. If he yeah. is able to to switch, you know that that next gear and just become that dominant, you know Russell Westbrook, you know the the way that he would just absolutely his play style was was uh, he was unguardable for a little bit there right. in, in his prime. So if, and, and if he can really shoot,
1: so so it's if he can comparison. if he can
0: become that dominant and he does have a better shot than I think Westbrook ever did. Uh, yeah, just sure. to start off, so yeah. th- 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 this is the start of what could what is going to be a really long, really that good career, Scoot Anderson. I actually think Scoot That's Anderson. Um, I think Scoot Anderson is definitely up there for Rookie of the Year this year. Wembenyama, obviously, clear favorite, but you you never know what can go wrong there, and and you know Miller is going to be the number two option behind uh, the ball, and Scoot Anderson. I I really do think once you you know. The the ultimate Dame trade might come, but I'm not thinking about that right now. I'm thinking about him and Dame playing on the yeah. same court, and I think I think he's gonna have a really good year.
1: Look, there there's been no indication that Dame wants to leave. I, I yeah. mean, he's he, it really he looks been. like he wants to stay in for the long haul. So I, I like yep. it. At
0: four, the Rockets go with Amen Thompson. This one was was pretty locked in after that top three. He he uh, uh, emerges the fourth best outside yep. of of Henderson, Mill and Wembenyama, and the Rockets get another really, you know, high ceiling guard, another young young guy to add to the the mix of of Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. and Kenyon Martin Jr. So there there's, it, it's again, I'm 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 not a big fan of of both of the Thompson twins, but it is just kind of ironic to me that both of them go to two teams who I really don't think are getting out of this this hole, this this kind of you know bottom of the barrel really anytime soon, and that's the Rockets and the Pistons. Maybe the Pistons a better I chance.
1: Pistons, I think the Pistons will have a tremendous. Yeah. tremendous and I like, pick, I like their pick. I like their pick at five
0: better than the Rockets. I like a Sir Thompson. I think this guy has the opportunity to be a really, really good starting wing. You know, a, a good three and D player on the on the Pistons. You look at what they have. They have Jaden Ivey. You know that that they took last year. Kate Cunningham will be back. They already is their solidified or solidified mm-hmm. backcourt now. Mm-hmm. Add. Sir Thompson, to there, he can, he can start beside them at that, at that three spot, add some defense. You already have some young guys, Isaiah Stewart, you know, at the, the, the forward position. They have, have a core that is, is starting to, you know, come together. This was a good addition to that. You know, I like how they, uh, like the Rockets just took another point guard, another uh, guard. I don't know. It, it just seems and, like and- they're stacking up. The Pistons making moves. I like that, a Sir Thompson
1: pick. Yeah, no, I do too. I mean, look, Kay Cunningham's going to come back. He only played twelve games last year, right? This is one of our favorite players in the last few years, right? He comes back healthy with Jaden Ivey and Jalen Duran and and Nyrad Thompson. Like, I just think this team with a much better coach with Monty Williams, it, it, I, I think this is going to be a very fast turnaround for Detroit. I really, yeah.
0: do. I, I don't think fast. But you're it gonna has. see them. You're gonna see them come out before any of these other teams, like the Rockets and the Hornets. Like I think, I think they're the next team that that maybe makes a jump. Yeah. Then we get to six, where the Orlando Magic, as Woo-hoo! I had stated one month ago on this very show, uh, that the they would take Anthony Black out of Arkansas. I I just and and maybe I'm being different to be different, but I I've been saying the same thing for for a little bit now. I am an Anthony Black fan. The the That'd Orlando be- Magic. Have, there's nothing have, not to like. There's nothing not That's to not like. Nothing, so I don't understand I don't, under, I don't understand the, the, the issue. You the, the magic need some 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 high ceiling kind of you know point guard talent. That right now they're okay. sitting on on Marco Foltz, who you've seen one year of really good production, but he's a free agent next year. You've seen Cole Anthony's been in, in, in trade kind of uh, talks recently. Jalen Suggs been in, in trade talks uh, trade talks recently, Anthony Black. Has more potential than all three players I just mentioned. That's why the Magic couldn't pass up on him. Six, seven point guard. You know, when you watch his highlights, he fits in the offense. Good pick and roll player. Can find the and kick out to the, you know, to the guys in the corner, Franz and Paul, who that's the player that the Magic need. He's going to fit in and work right behind Fultz this year. He is going to learn from a player that plays a lot like him. I see a lot of Markel Fultz, and he's bigger um, and longer than Markel Fultz. Really good defender. I just don't know what, what you couldn't like about about this pick. Yeah, I, don't, I don't I don't see like. another I don't it, see another player that, 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 that the magic could have oh, with.
1: I'm sorry. Stop it. And you say all, Taylor Hendricks,
0: I would have loved Taylor Hendricks. but but the on, Magic don't need
1: yet. a forward. Okay. It, the Magic need a lot of things. The Magic needs scoring. I don't think we do. The Magic need scoring. You got a six foot seven point guard who loves to pass the ball. Great. And listen. If you're going to take the sixth pick in the overall draft and get a backup point guard, whoopee effing do right. I mean, I just think that there were better players out there, better scorers. Right? This team needs points, AJ. We're like one of the worst shooting teams in the NBA, right? I, you don't need a fourth guard on the team. A fourth point guard on the team, who,
0: who would you have picked in this situation? Who, who well, would you have picked at six? The way that the board I, felt,
1: I, I, you know, that I, I would have taken Whitmore or, or Walker. I, I think that the I think we need scoring down low. I think both players are tremendous motors, rebounders, defensive, you know, uh, guys who could put the ball in the net. I would have went with a forward or I went, would have went with Jordan Hawkins. I, I, you need scoring. You the, need someone to put the ball in the net. So, first of all, the,
0: the, the magic, you need scoring. You're not taking Jairus Walker. That was never an option at six. I, um, I love there. Jairus Walker. One I'm of the way top, higher than Jairus
1: Walker than you are.
0: One of the Thompson twins fell to six. The Magic would have picked him over Anthony Black. Mark, that's it, not it, the way the it, board fell. The
1: either. Like You, I, listen, you
0: couldn't it's... take Grady Dick that high. You couldn't take Jordan Hawkins that high. So there was only really one option when you looked at it, it or, or two. It would have been either Taylor Hendricks, the hometown kid, but they don't need a forward right now. They, you know, Taylor Hendricks would never start on this team. He would just be Paulo Banqueiro's backup, and I'm not sure that that's, that's what you decent. want to see Taylor – Hendricks being. It so,
1: should have been picked at six right
0: I'm yeah. just making the point that at this at, at, at number six the way that the board fell Anthony Black was the best pick that the Magic could have went with I really like the pick I think you see a guy that's going to flourish he is going to be the better out of these two players that we pick because we'll obviously get to Jen Howlett out of 11 who I still like because you need scoring and you get a shooter there Black is kind of the, the could develop into a really good offensive player but is already a good two two-way player the Magic are I, I have I have really learned to just let the Magic do their thing. And the guys that they draft, they both they said that Anthony Black was the smartest player, you know, the best basketball IQ that they that they had scouted amongst the players, you know, that came for visits. So that also tells a lot. The Magic are trying to build a deep team that has length and has, you know, IQ and, and can play both sides of the ball. You know, so so I like I, I really like the Anthony Black pick. I think it's gonna be need- valuable. Scoring in the future. I think it's a payoff in the future. You got three hey, agency wait. to worry about
1: scoring. There wasn't
0: even a better scorer that they could have ta- taken, I really do think. He's an underrated scorer, Anthony Black.
1: When was the last time the Magic won a playoff series? Can uh, we really say that, hey, 20. Jeff Wetman and, and the rest of the organization is consistently doing the right hey, thing? I mean, Jeff not- Wettman, he...
0: He's done everything even... right,
1: you know. Since since he's came in, uh, sure. I, I just but you know the the let's make the, the hate. Let's make and then I'll, I'll change my mind. The, the hate for for, for Anthony Black hate, at six. I don't hate Anthony Black. I just don't think it's what we needed. But but that but
0: I don't understand what that means. Is I I pose the question. Mm-hmm. Everyone's hating on Anthony Black, but you could say you like Anthony Black. What else would you have taken? I don't I, unner- I don't see I don't see. But but you're not taking Jairus Walker. You that's right. not scoring. That's not who the Magic need. They already have Wendell Carter and 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 Paulo Banquerro and Jonathan Isaac. You don't
1: need Jairus Jonathan Walker. Jonathan hasn't played a game in three years, right? But he's uh, still on the team. But you're eating AJ. You will. Come he will. He will. He's AJ, been hurt. He's on. been hurt. He's been hurt for three years. He Jonathan Isaac will be
0: on this team oh, and and play in, in in uh, lot in lot November in October. Oh. Great.
1: Maybe, Maybe you get fifteen games out of them. You know, I don't know. I, I just you gotta again, get away from that.
0: You still haven't answered the question at six. I, I, who would you pick over Anthony Black? There's I told there was you, no. I would have taken
1: with or Walker. I would have taken a decent four who could score the basketball and rebound the basketball. That's what I would have taken. I wouldn't I, have taken another point guard.
0: You got that at number one with my guy. And I would have taken Jordan King Hawkins
1: with, with with eleven, and I would have been extremely excited.
0: All right, we'll keep it going though. To to we'll, we'll get to eleven in a second, but they're all cool about I Goes right. seven. Thank uh, you, Victor number, number for 10. getting me drafted. Yeah. Go, go seven to the uh the, the Pacers. Uh, You're gonna have to explain it ends it up getting me. traded to the uh the, the Washington pick. So I think he's yeah, going yeah. to Washington and Walker is going to the th- the Pacers. I like Jairus Walker to the Pacers because I like that fit next to Miles Turner. If they keep him, that's a really good, you know, tandem there. But cool by average five points in the French league. I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing? I, Seventh pick I, overall? I don't, I don't get this.
1: I don't get it. Five points and four assists. The only this, the reason I saw this guy, is.
0: I saw him inching into the top 10 because he was Wemby's teammate. And I thought the Spurs were going to do was trade one of their young pieces for a lottery pick and get him. That's the only way I thought it was possible. I don't get this at all. Uh, not, either. not a top 10 pick by any means. No. I think that's a, that, that's a reach, you know, there. Um, and then we so, had our boy, Taylor Hendricks. Yes. Taylor Hendricks will be going oh. to the Utah Jazz, a top ten pick indeed, number nine to Utah. Awesome to see the reaction. Awesome to see his face and, and everything that he's worked for just to get to this point. Ends up being top ten. I was I was so relieved there. You know, I, I would have gone crazy if he did go to, you know, Orlando and then was the hometown mm-hmm. kid. But you know, Utah's a very exciting place. You know, look at this young core that they have now. He'll go play with Walker Kessler, mm-hmm. you know, who led rookies in blocks, was all, on the all-rookie first team. He'll play with Lori Markkinen, who turned into, mm-hmm. I mean, some sort of a mini Porzingis, I feel like, in uh, in Utah last year. That, that front court is is absolutely just, you know, yep. the, the possibilities are endless. I mean, Taylor and, and Walker Kessler might not allow a layup to go in. They're going so to average six blocks together. And Laurie Markin was a 25 point per game scorer there. So Mm -hmm. Utah is 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 hitting on they hit on even more draft picks. You know in this draft, really good. When you when you look at the when you look at the other picks, Bryce Sensabaugh at 28, Mm -hmm. you I I I, I really like him. This guy's gonna you know develop into a good player. And 16, they got Keontae George, who I thought fell you know fell a couple picks of 16. They got three really good rookies that are gonna impact this team. I love what the Jazz did. They may have even won uh the draft
1: yeah 100 percent. they definitely won the draft uh, that that is three players that are all going to produce for this team i mean it, yep. it, you couldn't have had a better draft if you tried so i mean they they got lucky with just great players falling to them without them having to do anything give up anything move up for anything uh so yep. k- kudos to utah
0: yeah i agree as well at 10 kasan Wallace taken by the mass but i believe he's going to okc in a trade um when he was taken by the Mavs, I didn't like it because I don't know why they took a point guard, but hit, now seeing him go to uh, OKC, I still don't get it. Why do OKC need a point guard? They have Josh Gideon and, and Shea Gildas alexander I am not a Kassan Wallace fan. I don't get the, the fit of why they took, you know, another point guard. It doesn't make yep. much sense to me, but OKC has another guard.
1: I mean, he, he's probably the best defensive point guard in the draft. Yep. right. That is he true. has a motor that can't be stopped. You know, you put him with Shea Gil- Gilgis Alexander, and you got a pretty decent Kentucky backcourt. But that's back if they played yep. in college. So, right. uh, you know, I'm not a big Casson Wallace fan either. I don't think I think he's a great defender. I think you could bring him in under really crucial situations, but I don't yep. think he's going to be the starting point guard. No,
0: no, never will be. Then we get to eleven, where the Magic came back and took Jet Howard. Kill that. me now. I uh, again. Love the player was was on on our on our mock draft whatever you know was considering him for eleven here for the Magic you know I, I know he was down in the mid teens and in, in mock drafts and was slated to go a little later here yeah. so my only you know my my only negative for the pick is maybe it was too early but I like the player and you asked for scoring right you yeah. you might you quite possibly got the best shooter in the draft you know in in uh yes. it. Yeah, you, you really could, Jed Howard. This is a, this is a future 40% three-point shooter you know, in, in, in the league. He was injured all of this year at Michigan, never was 100%, still averaged 16, 17 a game, and was able to secure a lottery pick for himself. So the Magic made a very clear point in their press conference. Waltman, well, uh, the GM, was talking about how he was not healthy for, for 100% healthy last year and still had that production. They think that there's a lot more that Jed Howard can bring. I think it's always great to draft a legacy guy with you know uh, you know has so much to play for and his dad's gonna push him and knows what it takes. Played in Orlando for a little, so he he even you know said it in the uh, in the inter- the interview after he got drafted. You're going to a great organization and there is room for Jed Howard in a in a Orlando Magic you know uh, team that that shooting car shooting guard position is up for grabs. Jed Howard is just another piece that you could put in there and say. If he does, you know, just surprise us off the bat, could eventually become a, a, a sniper for you, you know, off the bench. And, and I just think it's another pick. He's 6'8". I didn't even know he was 6'8". I mm-hmm. thought this was a, a, like a guard, you know, sh- a small mm-hmm. shooting guard we're talking about. Another guy that's 6'8 plus that you're just going to add into a lot of uh, – a team full of long, lengthy players. They just the, – the, the Magic, obviously, obviously, I have this common theme they're trying to build around. You know, I like the player. There was a couple guys that I would have rather went with. I would be ridiculous not to say that. I would have liked Jordan Hawkins over Mm -hmm. Jed Howard. I think a lot of us would have. But after that, you know, maybe – and maybe Keontae George. But after Mm -hmm. that, I think that was the best shooting guard, you know, on the table. I would have liked it at 15, 16, but 11 is is the magic where they go with uh, Jed Howard.
1: Okay. This pick sucks. Absolutely sucks. I think this was such a reach. I think – I think if his dad wasn't Jawan Howard, then Jet Howard wouldn't even have been pay- taken in the first round. This is a massive reach. This guy had 15 good games coming down the stretch of the Big Ten, but for the most of his career couldn't shoot to save his life. He, I mean, he probably wasn't even as good as his older brother who barely played. This pick sucks. I, I can't stand it. I think there were so many better guards. I would have taken Grady Dick. I would have taken Jordan Hawkins. I would have taken Keontae George. I would have taken Kobe, uh, Kobe Bufkin on Michigan before I took Jed Howard. I hate this pick. I think the magic blew it here. I think this one will go down to be an absolute waste.
0: I wouldn't have taken Bufkin because that would have just been another point guard there. So but I agree with you. Saying, I, I, I like I Hawkins. Taken,
1: I would have taken a ton of other players ahead of this guy.
0: Yeah. And, and I'm, I, I just said I agree with you. I definitely would have loved Hawkins there. I think he was a steal at, at fourteen. Yeah, I think
1: George would have been a big better pick.
0: But to you know, to the you know to to the magic's defense, you know, they, they do like I said, like those those lengthy guard slash feather type of players. But I don't the, the thing that pisses me off the most and the Ma- the magic just there's nothing that comes out of the magic. They're such a small market team. They, they they keep it in-house. There's just nothing that comes out, which is frustrating as a fan. Because, yes, they took Jed Howard, and I can like Jed Howard. They took another guard. They have too many guards. This, this You can't have a team that has six guards deep. You can't play yeah. all of them.
1: So, but you know, you, something you, know what you is You could get a guard who could actually be the starting shooting guard, but again, that can actually even, hit even if three pointers,
0: even if this team goes Grady Dick, Jordan Hawkins, Keontae George at that pick, that's still picking another guard. The Magic have to move somebody, whether it's Jalen yeah. Suggs, Cole Anthony, Marco 100%. Forbes, like somebody has to get moved. The Magic can't keep playing this 12 man rotation game, right? Somebody's totally got to get agree. moved. So, I don't, I don't. The only thing that pisses me off about the pick, other than it being, yes, a reach at 11, agreed, that I don't understand another guard pick after going Anthony Black at six. How is this not, you know, a forward or, or I think in this situation should have traded back, you know, to, to get someone later. I, I just, I didn't, I didn't really understand the, the need to just go guard again. So that was my only, in, you know.
1: Jeff should be on there. the phone today moving Jalen Suggs immediately. Immediately. Yeah, I agree.
0: All right, let's keep going here. We'll go kind of quick through the rest of the lottery. Derek Lively, really higher than I thought there at 12. but Very, I, I like Derek Lively at 12 there for OKC. Yeah. OKC's missing that, that that you know, dominant five. Chet Holder no, was to not Dallas. going. Oh, yes, he to did. Dallas. He did go to Dallas. Yes, yeah, you're right. no, that was I in the trade. That was in the trade, the Kassan Wallace trade. So yeah. OKC gets Kassan Wallace, and then yeah. Derek Lively goes He's to, to the Mavs. Him. Same on the Mavs, have not had that dominant center, you know, the last couple of years. They are missing, really missing a a key piece in the paint. This is what they're thinking might be their next Tyson Chandler, you know, Mm -hmm. there in Dallas. And I really like that comparison. The lobs that he's going to be catching from Luka and Kyrie, I think are going to be, you know, are going to have his place as probably the starting center, you know, by game one on lock. I I think they have Dwight Dwight Powell there. I think they traded Mm -hmm. for – Maybe uh, Rashawn Holmes, Holmes. Yeah. in this draft. Like this guy has a real chance that he's going to come in seven one seven two big frame. Already Let's played forget. at Duke. Let's I think forget. he's going to be he's going to have an impact rookie year.
1: Derek Lively was the number one recruit in his class. He was. Yeah. Right. He got, and people don't remember he got hurt. Right. So most of his freshman year at Duke. He didn't play the beginning half of the year, and he played with injury the whole time. If this guy gets right, I mean, we've seen times that Derek Lively has been phenomenal. It's yep. all based on health because he could jump out of the building. He could block everything that goes down the lane, and he's not a bad three-point shooter. Like He has so much upside. I don't hate this pick at all. Dallas, I like this. it.
0: Yeah, so- I like it too for, for Dallas. The next four picks were four of some of our favorite college players, you know, that yep. went down the list. So you have. Grady Dick to Toronto, Jordan, yeah. Jordan Hawkins to the Pelicans, cool. Kobe Bethkin goes to Atlanta, Keontae George to the you Jazz to, to team up with Taylor there. And then Jalen Hood, Shafino to the Lakers, and then Hami Hawkes to the Heat. Uh Pod from Santa Clara to 19. Had a a a real, you know, uh, uh, just a continuation of of some college players that really took the the yep. you know nation by storm kind of as we headed into to March Madness. So a couple of these picks I really like Jordan Hawkins. Like I said, I like Buffkin, Keontae George, yep. the Grady Dick pick at thirteen. Again, I have never love it. I've never been this Grady as big of a Grady Dick fan as you. Wait, wait, I don't wait, wait, hate the player. Did I, I you don't like his suit. No, I thought it was awful. I thought whatever <laughs> he was wearing and whoever told him to wear that he should fire this immediately. Dude, he's from Kansas. It was a Wizard of Oz, but referenced. again. I again, I'm not the biggest Grady Dick fan, um, no, and not. I think him going to Toronto is kind of just a mad place. I don't think he ever really is going to become anything on on Toronto. There, I, I think it's they, they have Siakam, OJ Ananobi still there. Siakam you know, is on the team. This where's week. he gonna unless they move some pieces? I don't know where he's gonna really fit. So I don't. First of all, they're that.
1: gonna it they're gonna anymore. move Siakam. Number one, number two is did you not like Christian Brown this year on Denver? I did. I, okay. I like Christian Brown. You're looking at basically his twin. Right, With a, oh, maybe even a better shooter. Definitely sure, better but shooter.
0: Christian Brown, you know, went to the Nuggets. This is going to the the I, Raptors. This really, like, I don't really like the fit there for oh, Brady at I, all.
1: He, I think you're going to see him light it up.
0: Yeah. Jaime Hawkins to the Heat was kind of Love one that game. you had penciled in. He's definitely a Heat type of player. He's the I heat really heat like. Kind
1: of guy. Hawkins yep.
0: at 18. I think that's a good pick. Our our biggest follower of the night is definitely Cam Whitmore at, at 20. This was yeah. the on some boards fifth sixth, over a prospect you know that, that had obvious medical concerns going to the draft didn't think it would affect a, a slide this far but he does fall to 20 where the Rockets had their second first round pick and they go with him to add to a man Thompson that is the, the it might be risky with the the medical but a guy of, of Cam Whitmore's talent falling to 20 you know you, you you had to take the risk especially if the Rockets you have multiple second notes of first round picks guy falls 16 he, slots past where he's supposed to, you know, you got to
1: take him. He dominated the Big East. I mean, he was he did. so And he, he was, was hurt, so and,
0: and I know so he has injury problems, but, you know, he's able to get healthy, and we're looking at a, a potential of the steal of the draft.
1: The next pick to Brooklyn, Noah Clowney, another one I love. I just I know he's not going to be a star, but he's a guy that you can take off the bench and he's going to be. He reminds
0: me of Claxton. They already have you know him as well. Those two, those two are going to be really solid for them. uh, You know, in that 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 center position. So I like that as well. The Trailblazers did the Kings dirty and took Chris Murray right before them. I'm sure that would have been their pick to to match Mm -hmm. with his brother, but. Uh, I, I like that pick to the Trailblazers. You know, they they get Scoot, and now they get kind of more of a a a, a stretch four who can shoot the ball like his brother, and and is uh you know some some people saying maybe he has a little more athleticism than than his brother. Yeah. There is a a, yeah. a a big guy, really a similar skill set. So you're gonna you saw how 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 vital he was to the Kings playoff series against the Warriors. You're gonna see uh, like Chris Murray, this, yeah. you know, good player there as well. Um, the, we, we thought Marcus Sasser might've been the next point guard of the Celtics. He got picked by the Celtics, was later traded to the Memphis Grizzlies. Love that pick. We're pick we're huge Marcus Sasser fans. I mean, you're, you're talking about a guy who we've watched for years in the American conference at Houston. He's going to be a, he's just going to be a pro. Uh, he, he's going to be a guy that's going to play any role you ask him. And, and he could be, I, I could see him being a, a, a starter that, that averages 12 points a game in this yeah. league. I could see him being a nice role player off the bench. For a championship team. Either way, I think this guy's gonna play a lot of playoff basketball in his career. I think he's gonna play for NBA titles and probably win a ring.
1: Sasser. the only problem with Sasser is he's a little undersized. Uh, that's his only yeah. I mean, otherwise he would have gone a lot higher. If yep. if this kid was six five, he would have been a he would have been a lottery pick, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think yes, undersized, but he uh he's proven that he can he can play with the big boys there.
1: How how about Nick Smith dropping all the way to twenty seven?
0: Yeah, it, it's a it's a really yeah. good pick for it's probably, the the man. You, this you, is you a this know. is a top probably a top fifteen talent in this draft that they got at twenty seven. So yeah, yeah, if you get around the, the the personal issues and and you know get around his ego, they and should have a nice a nice journey. yeah a nice a nice possible talent there um who they got yeah. in the late first round. So we'll go to the second round now. Any steals that you really liked? I'll, I'll mention the big names, obviously. That we know from, because this is where you see a lot of those big-name college players that had sure. a great season, took the nation by storm, and then just, the, you know, the scouts didn't really think that their game would translate as well to the NBA stage. Um, you have Amari Bailey, 41, to the Hornets, um, another point guard they pick up, was really big for UCLA,
1: you yeah, know, down he, the stretch. You like it so. more than I did. I I didn't love him, but I loved, uh, you know, what you call it. I I think Jordan Walsh could be a really good role player uh, for the Sacramento Kings out of Arkansas, another Arkansas guy to go. Um, We are very high on Andre Jackson, right? The Magic traded that pick, uh, unfortunately, right? Mm -hmm. But Andre Jackson is a winner. He is a, he's from UConn. He led that team in the national championship. I don't think they would have won without him. I, I really like him a lot. And then nope. the two Miami guys that we love, Jordan Miller and Isaiah Wong, going later yeah. in the second half. I
0: can't believe Jordan Miller went before Isaiah Wong. What is up with that? I mean, Isaiah, hey, George- I'm telling you, I hope – Isaiah Wong going 55. I yeah. I really hope we see uh, Isaiah Wong from the G League rise story because I, I still yeah. think Isaiah Wong can be a really good player. So I, I found that surprising that he, he went a lot farther after Jordan Miller. Um, yeah. Manny Bates, Yo. 49 to the Cavs. I mean –
1: the, what, what, uh, what a life story this guy's got. What through.
0: a story. I mean, going from top five pick, you know, two years ago was, you know, on his way and then complications at Memphis goes to Eastern Michigan as a good year, enough to get him drafted, but he was not envisioning 49th pick. We're talking about a, a, a 6'10 point guards, a guy that has been compared to, you know, LaMelo Ball style play. And this could be one of those diamond in the roughs for the Cavs. He's going to need to, you know, this is a guy that'll start in the G League. He'll work on his game. And, you know, we could see maybe him return to his high school for, you know, freshman year form, you know, that that once everyone thought would be a top five pick.
1: And and then you have to explain to me the one that I don't understand at all before we get to the five guys that I am just so pissed off. Didn't, you know, make it. Mm-hmm. How does Trace Jackson Davis get? I know 57, 57
0: almost How? the last pick in the draft. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. We love him as a, a college player. But when you really look at his skill set, you know, what is he offering to to, uh, to a team? Really good rebounder, post-scorer there. He's going to have a harder time against uh, NBA, you know, post-defenders. So he may struggle a little with that. And he's a little undersized for a center. You know, he's six nine, and he doesn't offer much, you know, stretch forward ability. So I understand it. I You can acknowledge the player he was in college. He was a beast. I don't think he's going to be anything great in the NBA so I I know why he was a late pick but yes from I,
1: what I we watched him I think sometimes the NBA scouts get mm-hmm. a little too excited about the measurables oh he has an 8 foot wingspan oh he has a you know he could jump you know this he can do that like sometimes just watch basketball right he was the best he was probably the second best player in the Big 10 all year yeah. Right, I mean, you're talking about a guy over the last two years who has dominated one of the best conferences in college basketball, and right. you're telling me that I, I get it. He has to work on his shot. He's going to have to put some pounds on and some muscle because it's six nine, two forty five. Right, he's he's too small to play center. He's going to have to play the four, so he's going to have to shoot better. But you right. can't. You, you, he's a basketball player. <laughs> you don't think that this guy is going to refine his game? There is a reason.
0: You are not an NBA scout, and the uh, NBA scouts are NBA scouts. That's all yeah. I'm gonna say. Okay, you're right. You're, the the guy from France who averages five points a game, he's, <laughs> he's a lot better. Right, whoever that scout was needs to be fired right away. Uh, but last couple players that I just you know have to mention because of of how we we watched them in college. You know, Keontae Johnson. Uh, thank yes. God he got drafted. Uh, Goes to so OKC. Uh, yep. Really, just the best story there. So awesome to see yep. him get drafted, and then. Uh, a guy that could be a steal, Jalen Wilson to the, the Nets oh, at 51. The one. How is Jalen Wilson? Okay, you want to talk now. Now oh, I can get later. on your side. Okay. Now later. I can get now. I can get on your side. You want to talk a guy that why how would this guy's game not translate to the NBA? This is exactly yeah. what you're looking for in a small forward. A 6'10, you know, six can six shoot seven, the three, can get yeah, or oh yeah, six seven. He looks deep, plays taller than that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that you know, when you look at a guy that can, you know. Push, push the pace. Can can dribble it up the floor. Uh, can slash. Can shoot. It is is a good one on one player. Like what is there not to like about? Like you said, a guy that was up for National Player of the Year. Yeah. Uh, right. f- Fifty one is is absurd for that. Behind Kante Johnson, behind Amani Bates, doesn't make yeah. any sense.
1: You you know you know what the the, the scouting knack was on him is. Was, he wasn't explosive enough. Right. I mean, I the guy was explosive when I ball. watched him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't
0: get that. I don't get that at all. All right. Let's, uh, let's end this off with your 100%. You have five players you want to mention. And then whoever you don't mention, cause there's a lot. There's, there's always. this is always the most interesting part. Cause you watch all these guys for the tournament and just for all yeah. these games for the, the college basketball season. I mean, I can name 25 players right now 100%. that I'm like, was such, so fun to watch in college, great college player. And they are 20th on the best available after the draft is over. It's pretty incredible.
1: Well, here are my five that I don't understand. Okay. Starts with the national player of the year, Oscar Schwebe, right? Nope. Two years led the league in rebounds. He is a consistent double, double guy. He has hands the size of my head, right? And no matter what, from a positioning perspective, he gets much taller guys, rebounded the ball with such efficiency. And he's such a tough player. This guy takes his team to a whole nother level and somehow does not get drafted. I I don't, I'm really trying to figure it out. Like what the hell?
0: I, I, I don't really have, I don't have anything to say about she I agree with you. I don't, I don't get how someone that, that was that dominant on the boards as a seven, four wingspan can really just play the role of, of, you know, backup center rebounder, you know, on your second group, like a perfect fit. For a second group type of of player, I don't get how he doesn't get drafted there. You know, they they, some guys that just some guys that they have above, and I don't want to steal your your guys. You're gonna say, but I'll just name. I don't think you're gonna name all these. You know, Colin Castleton was Mm -hmm. is is ranked above him. He still didn't get drafted. Um, you know, you got Sonogo out of UConn, who I I liked a lot. My number two, ranked above him though. I didn't think I love Sonogo. I didn't think he was better than Shebe. You know, even as an NBA prospect.
1: But Sanogo is a man. He's a man, right? I yeah. mean not watch him the whole tournament, right? There was nobody that could guard him, right? I mean, from a perspective of this guy has an re- unrefined game that the pro scouts could definitely work on his footwork, but ultimately he is a tenacious go after the ball, go to the rim, get the rebound, put the ball back. We saw him just out-man, out-muscle everybody right. in the tournament. How yep. that guy doesn't find a place on an NBA team, I again, I don't understand. I
0: don't know. And again, he will, uh, you know, two ways in, in summer mm-hmm. league, but just not getting drafted That's is. That's my second. A surprising part. That's my second guy.
1: My right. third guy that is is, is Terquavion Smith, a mm-hmm. NC State sniper. This guy can yep. shoot with the best of them. We're talking about guys that like, hey, I need a I need a shooting guard who could put the ball in the net. He is one of the best in the country. Again, can't understand why he wasn't drafted, especially looking at some of the players who were above him. A lot of the n- international guys that obviously we don't know a lot yeah. about, right, we're, were picked You know, instead of that. My number four guy is Drew, Drew Timmy. I, mm-hmm. I, please tell me, okay, that this guy <laughs> can't play in the n- NBA. I mean, he's one of the yeah. best players for the last four years in college basketball. His footwork is absolutely one of the best I've ever seen out of a big man. He is—he's con- got such a high motor. He plays great defense. He absolutely gives you a winning personality and a, and a, literally a, a guy that just he will he will, he will, will himself to win. And yeah. you cannot find a space for him in the NBA. Yeah,
0: we're talking about one of the best college players of all time. Won all so time. many games. Um, has played in big moments. Has showed up in big moments. Has. You know, average 20 plus points his entire 25 college points. career. Yeah. You know, double doubles galore. Again, like a guy that has just produced and produced nothing more he could have done in his college career and still doesn't, you know, get drafted. It's, it's, it's insane to think about. And you mentioned it. There's a big, a big part in this is all these international players, all these, you know, uh, elite players, G League players that are getting drafted right now is just cutting the college players in half, you know, that are getting drafted. So that's why you're, Drew Timmy comes out, you know, five six years ago. He's an early second round pick. Now he's he's not getting drafted because there is just you know so much so many better players and the the you know the the draft from college the draft you know board is is just every year just cut down and cut down. So it sucks, yes. But Drew Timmy, hopefully he fights his way on a roster as well.
1: Yeah, my fourth guy is was Alabama's other center, Charles Bediaco. Who mm-hmm. I literally love. I think he could be like defensive player of the year kind of person. I he you you cannot beat him one on one. You can't go to the hoop without it being blocked. I thought he was phenomenal. He just needs to work on his offensive game, but as a defensive specialist, he 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 should be on a team somewhere. And yep. then my fifth guy, and you are going to completely agree with me. I don't care about his size, but you cannot tell me that Marquise uh-huh. Noel. Did not earn an opportunity to play in the NBA. He is one of the most incredible floor generals I have ever seen play college basketball.
0: Yeah. Did sign, I believe I saw this this morning, did sign a two-way undrafted free agent deal with the Toronto Raptors. So he did find a a spot. But yes, not drafted. A little crazy. After what he did in this tournament.
1: Absolutely phenomenal. I mean, look, I mean, you could talk about Spud Webb and all the other, you know, little guys that have played in the NBA that had success. This guy literally against guy. I mean, against the forest, found lanes. Found he, he's so fast he could get to the hoop. His passing ability was the best that I saw of any guard, including Anthony Black in the entire you know tournament. I, I just it, it mind boggles to me. I, I understand he's short. He's five foot five, five six, whatever it is. I don't care. He he's always been successful at every level. He is a dog. I would have totally drafted him yeah. late in the second I'll, round.
0: I'll give you two more guys before we sign off here, Mike miles jr. From TCU, yeah. Yeah. really good point guard had a great tournament, you know, as well. Uh, you know, it, I thought the hype would have maybe carried him to a second round pick that didn't happen. And then a guy that I knew wouldn't get drafted. just have to mention him. one of my favorite college players is drew Peterson from yeah. USC. Yeah. Uh, really, really underlooked talented guard um that. Just had a long career in college and, you know, played beside Boogie Ellis, you know, at USC mm-hmm. was a, a 16 point per game scorer, a good three point shooter, you know, yeah. definitely a guy that I could compare to a, a Kevin Herter um, right. or even, you know, I, I think his play style was a lot like Grady Dick, you know, underrated yeah. athleticism there too. So uh, hopefully he finds a spot, but you know, definitely Ricky, knew that Ricky Ricky Council is,
1: was another one from
0: Arkansas, yeah. a lot of guys, yep. lot all of these good guys. guys from, uh, guys. from March madness and, all and, and guys, guys that we just spent so much time watching and it, it's tough to see them, you know, just be a little short on getting drafted, but, Sixty picks, fifty-eight picks. It's it's a it's a short short list of guys that uh, make the NBA. So I that's it. why when the you, NBA draft is so is
1: is so hyped up. You look at some of the ones in the second second round though, like Seth Lundy out of Penn State, right? Yeah. And uh, I, I don't get that pick at all. I don't get the the Maxwell Lewis of Pepperdine. I didn't think he was that great of a player. Like, I just there's just players that like people see these bodies or they yep. see like their ability, you know, their their measurables, and they go, oh, I, I I can make this work in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But, but, but watch them play basketball. <laughs> like just watch them. Watch watch,
0: them watch Drew Timmy, you know, drop Jesus. thirty and and twenty and uh, against the and, best team in college. It yes, yeah, yeah, I agree. Ridiculous. The uh, the draft is over now, so now we, we we shift focus in a in a week or or so free to agency. Uh, free agency, and we uh, we hit officially hit the just the the dog days of summer, uh, where we will have nothing but baseball on for Ooh. quite some time. Ooh, we're gonna have <laughs> to find sorry. something. I'm we're sorry, gonna have people.
1: to find something. I mean, is it like they're like a yep. women's World Cup or something? Something's gotta be better than baseball. I I. Oh, you know. Watch the I LSU Wake is. Forest game last night. That I
0: was, did. I saw LSU walking off. Um, that, that was that was. I mean, I didn't watch Florida. the game, but I
1: watched the highlights, and and yeah. it was uh, that was, was pretty pitching, cool. It was a pitching duel, man. Jesus, yep. probably with uh, the top two pitchers in the, in in the nation. Yeah. So when's the
0: when's the College World Series? Like the, going on. no, the what well, when's the the final? It's them in no, it's in America. Florida.
1: Them Florida? No, this isn't it the semis. Uh,
0: still four four teams yeah, left.
1: I'm pretty sure. I mean, again, mm. I'm not like, you know, Woo! look yeah, at me I mean, falling, you know. I'm
0: not it. That's why I'm asking.
1: But, but I just watched the highlights, and I was like, holy crap, like this was mm. actually a cool game. Um, we're going to have to find something, buddy. We're going to have to do some more Florida uh, football lists because uh, yep. us covering baseball is yep. like uh, watching paint. Not happening. Yep. All right. We'll see everyone on Tuesday. All right.